0: Welcome to Inner Peace To Go, your source for practical, proven strategies to reduce stress and make life easier. I'm your host, Sandy Cohen, and I am so glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Inner Peace To Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. So it's still the early in the new year as this episode is being posted, and A lot of us make New Year's resolutions that have to do with our bodies, like we're going to eat better, we're going to get more exercise, maybe we're going to get more sleep, and there's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves about our bodies. Um, New Year's resolutions about exercise and fitness are some of the most popular every single year, and yet research shows that by this point in the year, it's early February now, that more than half of us have given up on our resolutions. It might even be something like 80%. So... I wanted to talk about our bodies and our relationship with our bodies, not anything really having to do with diet or exercise, but more about how we feel about our bodies and how we can begin to make peace with our body, with this sacred vessel that carries us through the world in this lifetime. Now, I'm recording this here in the U.S., where youth and thinness, you know, and whiteness are so prized they've been traditionally prized here and it's like if we don't fit those parameters we feel bad about ourselves and like something is wrong with our bodies and we internalize this throughout our lives I mean we've been seeing these images our whole lives of what sort of an ideal body looks like particularly for women but I think this affects men too and this is really a trap very very few of us are born looking like Bella Hadid um Or Cardi B. I mean, even Cardi B wasn't born looking like Cardi B. This idea of perfection in the way that our bodies look really gets in the way of how we feel about our bodies and our ability to appreciate our bodies, regardless of what they look like. And of course, our bodies change over the course of our lifetime. Like we used to have little baby bodies, right? Like we used to weigh less than 10 pounds and be an infant. And now we have the bodies that we have today, which are, you know, grown up adult bodies. And then we're aging. And so we'll have aging bodies. I mean, everybody's aging. And so all of our bodies are aging. But you know, if you can imagine in your older age, that your body will be different than it is now. And the bottom line here is that the bodies that we have, these vessels that we have, this is precious this is what allows our mind and spirit to move through the physical world and the appearance of our bodies while we have tons of ideals around them and we're taught them and we see it all the time on TV and on social media like this is what a body's supposed to look like the appearance of our body actually has very little to do with the functionality of our bodies and the role that our bodies actually play in our lives. I mean, if we didn't have a body, we wouldn't be able to do anything. I mean, where would our mind live? So I want to talk about our bodies, how we can make peace with them, some strategies that I have tried, some strategies that have been tested and endorsed by psychologists, and a little bit about my own personal journey with body hate and body love. But first, I want to quote Lizzo. So I don't know if you guys saw the Lizzo documentary on HBO. But I resonated so deeply with something that she said about her body. And I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something like, you know, I'm going to be in this body my whole life. I can either spend my time hating it or I can learn to love it. And I appreciated that so much. I, I think that's true for all of us. We can hate our bodies no matter what they look like. I mean, even people who we might see as having perfect bodies may be taking issue with them. So... Let's learn to love our bodies. Let's put this into practice, and it is a practice. So here's a little bit about my personal story. I pretty much always thought I needed to lose weight from my teens on. I just thought, like, I didn't like my stomach. I didn't like my thighs. I didn't like my butt. There was a lot I didn't like about my body, and I spent a lot of time thinking about it, and trying to control my food, and you know, really prioritizing exercise, and just but basically feeling super dissatisfied with my body as a teenager, when my body, I'm sure, was absolutely beautiful and flawless. And then I had a severe car accident when I was 18, and I was seriously injured. I shattered my femur and I broke my collarbone. I spent a week in the hospital, and when I was released, I couldn't use crutches. I couldn't walk uh, because of the collarbone. I couldn't use crutches. And I couldn't, because my leg being shattered, I couldn't walk. I had to have surgery on my femur and there's metal in there. And it, it was a big ordeal. I was in college at the time and I had to take a semester off school. I had been an aerobics teacher at that time before the injury. And now I could do barely anything. I could not exercise at all. I couldn't even walk. I needed help to get out of bed. I needed help to go to the bathroom. Um, when I did go out and around, very rarely, it was in a wheelchair. And I realized, oh my God, like my body used to be able to do so much and now I can't do hardly anything. And it just changed the way I felt about my body. Like I recognized how much I had taken for granted having a healthy body that can move with ease and, and how my body wasn't something to manipulate. It was something to enjoy and, and celebrate and, and relish in. And it wasn't certainly wasn't just like an appearance to be judged it was it was really really valuable. It was essential to me getting around in the world, and I realized that so starkly because of this injury and I'm all better now by the way, I'm like uh, completely better, but that was a a real game changer for me and even though it changed the way that I saw my body and the role it played in my life, sadly it was not enough for to make me love my body. I had greater appreciation for it for sure, but I still wanted it to look different a lot of times. I still wanted, I mostly wanted to be thinner and, and I'm not, I'm not even overweight. So I don't know. I don't know what that's about, but it didn't, it didn't completely change after the accident, but it did start to shift my thinking about my body, not being something to look at, but something to improve like literally embody from the inside, something to be grateful for, to be grateful that it could move and and to consider that aspect of my body. I had never even like thought about it like that before. And even now, many decades later, I am totally imperfect when it comes to loving my body all the time. But I will tell you, I'm no longer super mean to myself about my body. I'm no longer super critical to myself. And I don't equate the appearance of my body with my self-worth or with anything about the quality of who I am. And that's been a practice. That has been something that has slowly evolved over time. And even though I had that accident that shifted things so profoundly for me physically, it still took a lot of mental, emotional, internal work to change the way I feel about my body. And like I said, I am not perfect. I'm definitely not perfect, but I love my body so much more now than I did when I was younger and I've taken the pressure off. I mean, you know, sometimes I weigh more than I want and sometimes I'm, you know, I'm now like in my middle age, so sometimes I get stiff and, and stuff like that. So I'm really trying to befriend my body all the time now rather than criticize it. So, what I want to share are some of the strategies that I've used and also some that have resulted from psychological studies into body image and well being. And these are things that we can do all the time, anytime, every day. It's a practice. This isn't to say that suddenly you're going to feel 100% wonderful about your body all the time. And This isn't to say that you'll never be self-critical, but these are just a few little things to put in your ear that we can try to practice and try to remember to counter some of the self-criticism that we're prone to about our bodies. And I would like to say just as a caveat, you know, I am not a psychologist. If you think you may have an eating disorder or body dysmorphia, please speak to a doctor. This advice that I'm about to share with you or these tips is really more based on my own experience and on some studies that I read to prepare for this episode. So this is not um, a diagnosis or treatment. Was that that uh, disclaimer? This is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Um, this book that I read about positive body image, was written by a few psychologists, and they say in there that moving towards a positive feeling about our bodies is about internal acceptance versus changing external appearance. And that is great news because that means it's something that we can do with an inside job, essentially. So that's where, where these tips and practices come in. This is about changing the way that we think about ourselves and about our bodies. And one thing to keep in mind is that how you look, how your body looks, has no impact on how good a friend you can be. How good a worker you can be, how hard a worker you can be, how well you can serve your community, how much you can give, how much love you have. None of that is appearance dependent. And looks don't guarantee happiness anyway. You know, there's plenty of people who we would say are super good looking and have fantastic bodies who, who could be unhappy, who could feel unfulfilled, who, don't, who maybe don't have a partner or don't have the life they want. So, so looks are no guarantee. We put a lot of stock in appearance because we are raised that way. And we're told that that's really, really important. And yes, it's important. There is such a thing as discrimination based on size and appearance. That's sadly true and ability and all of that. But when it comes to our inherent selves, who we are in the world, our appearance is not part of that. It's not not a generator of who we are in the world. It's how we feel both inside our bodies and inside our minds. It's how we feel that affects our energy and affects other people's energy. We've all seen, look at Lizzo. We've all seen someone who may not have what society calls a perfect body who feels hot like that. They feel awesome. And we feel awesome when we're around them. That is the gift that we can give ourselves and give to those who we're close to. So, Feeling good about ourselves is something that we can choose to cultivate regardless of what we look like on the outside, and it's going to not only make us feel better, but it's going to give people around us a good feeling as well because energy like that is contagious. So my first tip is to start by appreciating what your body can do, what you physically can do. And even if you are limited in mobility in some way, appreciate what you can do. What can your body do? And be grateful for it. Be so grateful for it. To have a body means you're here on this earth getting to have a life. And that is a huge gift. So I say let's start with love about what our bodies can do way more than how the body looks. What can it do? And what can you do because you have a body? Second tip is to love on your body physically. Like use soaps and lotions that you love. Moisturize, you know, wear perfume. Put fabrics on your skin that feel wonderful. Wear clothes that fit well. Stretch, rest. Really treat your body like it belongs to someone that you love. And you know, this reminds me of like a plant. Okay. If you've ever grown a plant from a seed, you love that plant so much. You are just, you're excited about it, right? And when it blooms or when it flowers or whatever, you're just like, yay, my plant. I mean, we can do that for ourselves. When we love on ourselves and treat ourselves with goodness, we can bloom. We can bloom. And that has nothing to do with how it looks on the outside. It has everything to do with how it feels on the inside. Another tip is to tune into your senses. Your body is what allows you to connect with the world around you through your senses because you can see, hear, smell, touch, taste. Those all happen through your physical body, through this vessel that you live in the world through. So tuning into your senses can help, appreciate, help you appreciate the body that you have and how miraculous it actually is. We can practice gratitude for our bodies. Like I was saying before about noticing what your body can do. How thankful, how thankful can we be that we can move through the world? Like how thankful that I can just get up and walk to the other room or around the block or whatever. Like that is something that I can do and I am grateful for that. I've had the experience of not being able to do that and I way prefer being able to. So we can practice gratitude for our healthy bodies. We can move our bodies with love. I'm not saying go out and run a marathon, but let your body move. Maybe you like to dance, maybe you want to stretch, maybe you want to have a massage. Like treat your body like it belongs to someone you love. What would you do for someone you love? You would use your best lotion, right? You would use you would wear the silkiest PJs. These are things that we can do. They seem small and it sounds goofy, but cumulatively treating ourselves like we really matter and like the body that we have is a body we really love. That translates, that changes the way we feel. Again, this is a practice. This is not a one and done. This is something that we can do to kind of counter all of the programming we've received for decades about what a body's supposed to look like and how we don't measure up. This is ways to remind ourselves that it's not about measuring up. It's about living in the world and having this vessel, this blessed, sacred vessel to move through the world in. And then mind your thoughts. Notice when you're thinking critical and mean thoughts about your body and and try to stop it. I mean, these are patterns that it's going to take attention and intention to break. But we can do it. So when you hear yourself saying, oh, I'm so gross or, you know, this is not right or whatever, just just notice it. And maybe see if you can't try on a different thought. I'm really thankful that I have this body. You know, something that I learned from Carl Lowenthal, who's a coach and a teacher, she talks not about moving from negative to positive, but moving from negative to neutral. So instead of like, my thighs are disgusting, not you don't have to jump right to my thighs are beautiful, but you can say, I have human thighs. I have human thighs. And just softening on that, oh, it's going to feel so much better. And there's quite a lot of research that shows that being harsh and self-critical does not result in vast self-improvement. No. What actually results in us being able to meet our goals and change the habits that we're trying to change is self-compassion and being gentle with ourselves, being supportive with ourselves the way we would with a friend. So I I encourage you to, when you notice you're saying something mean about your body, at least pause and stop. And if you can, try to replace it with a gentler, thought. I saw something else about body image and it said, count your blessings, not your blemishes. That is really good advice. And then my last little tip for you is to just remember that your body takes care of you. Even, you know, I've been so harsh to my body over the years, not only from all the criticism that I used to level at it, and all the dieting and all the, you know, nastiness I used to say to myself, but also if you've heard my other episodes, you know, I used to pour in a bunch of booze on this poor body. You know, there was probably years where I didn't even eat any vegetables, you know, for not taking care of my body. My body has been so loyal to me. It never stopped breathing my lungs. It never stopped beating my heart. It has always grown hair and bone and recovered from injuries and you know it's a miracle. And so befriend your body. It loves you 24/7 365. And we can practice noticing that and being grateful for that. So, I hope this helps just, you know, sort of food for thought to try and begin to make peace with our bodies or continue to make peace with our bodies. This is an ongoing endeavor, probably lasts our whole lives since our body changes our whole life. But I wanted to share it because at the beginning of the year, if you've fallen off your resolutions, if you're going to go to the gym every day and you're just not, you know, just you've got a body and that's awesome, and it is beautiful. It is carrying you through the world, and the world needs you. So I hope this resonates. Let me know. You know, I'd love to hear from you. I'm at you know Sandy on Instagram. You can message me there. You can find me on InnerPeaceToGo.com. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah, I really would love to know uh, how how this episode lands with you. So thank you again for listening. I love you and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you want to keep the peaceful vibes going, get on my email list. I'd love to send you my free ebook, The Ultimate Stress Busters Guide, packed with actionable steps to bring on the chill. Plus, I'll send you more tips and inspiration every week. There's a link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox.